You are now tuned in to Queen Tone, a podcast where all women, especially black women, are invited to share their thoughts, opinions, and experiences with the world without being asked to check their tone. This is a safe space to tune in to hear two millennial women's take on social, political, comedic, and straight up what the fuck topics every other week where we bring it to you straight, no chaser. Because let's be real, it's usually never actually the tone that's too loud, but rather the truth. I'm Dana, a Detroit player paid for being a nerd with my tech savviness and product mindset, but known for my love of 90s R&B, comedic wit, and very on-brand Capricorn lifestyle. And I'm Mita, paid for being a bad bitch and improving people's lives, but also known for my ability to speak truth to power and dance to the beat of my own drum. Real Aquarius shit. And this is Queen Tone. And we're back. Hey, can you hear me? Been gone for a minute. Yes, I can. Okay. Yes, I can hear you. Just keep yeah. that in. Okay. Make it okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> and like, well, I've told her three times we were starting. Okay, um, it's not my fault. We were supposed to. Don't get me started. Hey, hey, hey! Don't let's not point started. fingers. We're there's, not pointing fingers. There's four of them pointing back at at you. <laughs> when you point fingers, oh yeah, that is a thing, huh? Well, really, mm-hmm. there's only three. Because if I'm pointing at you. Like, are so, you holding it like a gun? I am. Yeah. Okay. So most, let's do the. <laughs> but even if you do this, the thumb is still pointing. So it's really two. Either fingers. way, it's a finger <laughs> pointing back at you, unless you unless you holding out the the full blown little blade. I'm used to that. Yeah, the blade. Mm, it's your fault. Um, no, no, no. Yes, we're started. Hello, everybody. I know you missed us. Yes, we've been gone for a minute. Now we're back with the jump off. Um, you know, this is it's it this podcast is bi-weekly dropping on Thursdays with a little there's an asterisk by that. Um and that asterisk <laughs> is loose. When we feel um, like so be it. sure to follow us. Yeah, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and we'll notify you when new episodes drop from there as always. Always. Uh, how how's your week? Um any New movies, new TV, new books, new yeah. So bullshit. If all of you, so I made Dana watch this the last time she visited. It's called BTV Encore. It's been one of my favorite. <laughs> I've literally, I've watched the show week by week. Not necessarily live, but like I've de- I DVR'd it because we currently have Sling and my boyfriend hasn't killed it yet because he only uh, keeps it during basketball season. But once he hears this episode, I'm sure he's gonna go ahead and cancel it because. <laughs> But last night, or no, this week was the finale. And, you know, the group is called Blueprint. Now, they started out with nine people, remember? It was yeah. two I'm, I'm off. I'm behind, like, four episodes. Okay, it was the twins from uh, Motherfucking Cherish. Cherish. One of them is a millionaire, apparently. Whatever that means. Um, <laughs> there is Nivea, who was never in a group. So, interesting choice there. But love her. She was, she was the funny one. Uh, Aubrey O'Day from Demi Kane, Pam from Total, Irish, and forgive me for forgetting the other girl, the sister's name, Irish, and the sister, um, the light-skinned one, yeah. that, the backup singers from 702. And 702. Respectfully, yeah. respectfully, but they were backup singers. And, and then um, DeVoe's wife from... Oh, uh, Shamari. Yeah. What is she? What is um, she from? She is from Black. To- no. Black. Black, yep. And then Pam from Total. Yeah, yeah, I said that. So it started okay. out with nine, mind you. By the time the, the season finale comes, it's really just four and a half. Oh, and we forgot Keely. 
Keely from Thriller. Oh, yeah, Keely from Who was, quote unquote, hired to be the creative director. Yeah, creative director. This bitch is in the group. Mind you, they do the last performance. So she ends up in the group by the end because. The twins have run everybody out the house. Like, the twins have run. It is every single person who left, it is absolutely their fault. Period. I don't argue with your mama. It's absolutely their fault. They ran everybody out the house. So, even Nivea, the nicest person, the nicest, just goofiest person, they ran her out the house. It was for a good time. And so, Keely ends up being in the group at the end. And you know what? The performance was good. I actually like the songs. I need to go into like Spotify and uh, like play that uh, the EP, which is occur, which is out now. The group's name is mm-hmm. Blueprint B L U Prince, uh, which I find to be very nineties. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? After all the drama, and I still despise the twins. They actually did a good job. Like as far as the performance now. I don't know how many takes they did. I don't know, like, you know what I'm saying? But it came together by the end. So I was definitely entertained by that. And I heard that next season, or that if they get a next season, it would be boy groups, which should Ooh. be really interesting. Ooh. Maybe they could do an R&B battle the yes, way right. making a band. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Used to do. Uh, so, yeah, um, I've been watching that. Yeah. I need to catch up on that. I've been watching... Um, White Lotus on HBO. Oh, yeah, I was watching that too. Yep. I started watching just for Natasha mm-hmm. um, Rothwell. Yeah. Um, insecure fans. Insecure. Yeah. In- insecure. I was already insecure. But then, and uh, your friend Kendall on Twitter said it perfectly that show is ridiculously chaotic. Like, yeah. I feel like. At first, and I didn't know what I was getting myself into. So I was just watching. I'm like, why does every character piss me off? Yeah. But like in such a ridiculous way. And then it's just, everything is just chaotic. And you're, it's like you're watching a train wreck in slow motion. Yes. I find myself screaming at the TV. I hate, I don't know which character I hate the most. <laughs> um, but but it everything in it, it just works to make it that irritating and and has me locked in from the the musical selections and the way that the background and like um is participating in the conversations that's going on um and the the premise is these what is it seven people it's like a family a newlywed Mm -hmm. couple Mm -hmm. a woman who's by herself and then a few of the people who work at this resort um in hawaii (laughs) it's a bunch of rich um, pretentious white people who come to vacation there um, and it's kind of how they interact of, over this course of this seven day vacation um, but at the beginning of the show you realize that someone has died mm-hmm. and they're taking the body back to um, the mainland the continent. yeah yeah and so you're trying to figure out like who is this who person ends up dying, yeah. who ends up dead at this resort in each episode you just learn more about the guest and it's and they intertwine. It's just—it's very it's yeah. It's, at first, I, first I was like, no, I'm not watching this. And then like I, I was one of my podcasts I listened to, which I don't even remember which one was like, oh, White Lotus, or they interviewed the um, I forget the actress's name, but it's the it's the white lady with the dead the mom. mom. Yeah, 
Oh, no, no, okay, the yeah. white lady with the dead mom, and she's she. Oh, Stifler's mom. Yeah, right. She's Stifler's mom. Stifler's she mom. was in Legally Blonde. I just don't remember. Mm-hmm. But if you know those, she two, always played the same character. Yeah. yeah. So she was she was doing an interview, and I was like, oh, maybe it is good. Like I'll give it a chance, and yeah, well, it's it's definitely interesting. Um, it's something I think you know, a kind of cool take on something. You yeah, Dana's right. You hate everybody. Uh, with mm-hmm. the exception of Natasha's uh, Rockwell's character. Yeah. Um, everybody else is pretty despicable. Uh, yes. Which makes it even more entertaining because you're not really rooting yeah. for anybody. Um, yeah. I love white fuckery. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the white, the newlywed wife isn't that bad either. Like, she's, she's just okay. But the rest of the motherfuckers. Yeah. I want her to speak up more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, even if it's not a hate thing, it's like I want them to speak up more. I want Natasha's yeah. character to get some shit in writing, like right. and stop. Um, so yeah, it's very like that under the skin type of irritation. And I want to know who's dead and what's gonna happen with everyone. Yeah. Um, but a new season, they also confirmed for a second season, and it's gonna be a new guest at a new location. Oh. Which means I feel like they could do a lot more. Um even more to to spin it mm-hmm. um and and i've also been i think we text about it but listening to um i'm not gonna lie i was not a listener of tanache mm-hmm. but this new mm-hmm. 333 album yeah, it's good. Um, it's good. has been has been in rotation um and i've been bouncing on the ground bouncing, bouncing. Bouncing. like yeah, yeah. What's you, your, you, you reintroduced me to album? um favorite X I was just thinking that I was like I really do like X a lot I like, I like X. X Shy Guy I, not because of the lyrics I just like the way it sounds um, I'm trying to see I'm like, what songs do I? Oh, Bouncing Part Two is actually lit. I, I yeah, it's it's sexy. I like it. Um, I think I liked Pasadena. Oh yeah, I mean all the singles um, I've been yeah I've been playing when I go to the gym like those songs be the first ones. Yeah, but her catalog it's is been, good though. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to do some. Um, I watched a quick interview Apple Music had um, on YouTube. Um, about just kind of her and where she at, where she is now as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, but between her, Do- I consider Doja hip hop a pop. Um, I've been getting <laughs> the more funny into thing pop. is they're they're like the inverse of each other, but they make the same type of music. It's like mm-hmm. and they even look alike because like mm-hmm. Tanache makes a very rap singy type of R and B, and that's that's her bag that I really love her in, like a throw a fit, a bouncing. You know, like mm-hmm. those tracks, like I feel like that's where she really like, I, I don't know, I just love that sound from her, but she can do the poppy stuff because if you listen to her Spotify, this is Tanache list, like that's how I really got acclimated to some of the stuff I hadn't heard from her. And I was like, oh, this is actually really mm-hmm. versatile. Um, and then you got Doja Cat, who's like a rapper, but she sings a lot. And she's also yeah. kind of like in that mid tempo bag when it comes to her songwriting and songs. Um, I would love yeah. to see them in a concert together. Now that would be dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, I bought Tanache tickets though. I mean, depending on how Rona work out, though, I'm supposed to be seeing her in September. Oh yeah, I got a few things that I bought tickets for in October. Um, October is end of September, um, so hopefully we'll see. But I got ticket protection on them just in case.
yeah it's rough it's rough um but let's get into queen shit um so my queen shit this week um is overall just black women in the olympics um from simone biles and her having to deal with the multitude of things having with being at the olympics dealing with um on her abuser I don't even I don't even know his name but his name is relevant her abuser um really shifting the conversation on mental health um also um Naomi um Osaka as well um mm-hmm. Biles also having to deal with being scored differently because she's just too damn good she's so good they started wow they some haters that's crazy yeah um allison felix who um she has 11 medals and now she's the most decorated american track and field athlete in olympic history um you might remember in 2019 um nike uh, wanted to cut ties with her as her sponsor um after they were trying to pressure her coming off after her birth um because she had a daughter and so, you know, same story. Everybody was going to count her out as, oh, you can't recover after you have a baby. And look at her now, the most decorated yeah. American track and field athlete. They said the same thing woman. about Serena. Yes. Um, so, and there's a good article um, in the New York Times that came out um, at the end of July. said the Olympics rely on but don't support Black Girl Magic, which just overall goes into more detail about how black women as a whole not just for america um but for all countries um that that black women are representing for are really pushing and leading the olympics and you rely on it to win but when it comes to every other aspect um there's an issue um Uh usually having to do with their blackness their confidence their arrogance um, which I feel like as an athlete, as an entertainer, you need to have a certain level of arrogance to be able to. You do. do. You do. Um, you couldn't be, no, I think I'm okay. And be number one at anything. Um, so shout out to all the amazing black women, the Olympics. I catch a little bit of it. Um, and it's funny. I'll think that I'm an expert on everything, knowing I could not do none of these damn things that I'm watching. Um, <laughs> I was watching, I don't think any black women were in it, but the synchronized swimming and them like basically doing whole ass. Uh, I know, it looks so hard. Romani routines underwater. Yes, <laughs> that bitch. I don't know who she is, but. Um, Leslie, somebody was commenting on the video. I was like, oh, them bitches making decisions underwater. Like, <laughs> they doing some real shit. For real. Um, yeah, so shout out to all of the black women across the diaspora. Um, taking kicking ass and taking names in the Olympics. Yeah, I'm here for it. Um, I want to shout out uh my 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 sis Char Jocelle who has an article in Variety like uh like the magazine is on it's gonna be on stands in about a week and a half. Um, the name of her article in the magazine is called Reckoning with Race in Hollywood, How the Events of 2020 Created Conversations on Set and Off. Um, and so really proud of her. Congratulations. Is this the same Friday, issue the that the Beyonce, up. is this the same issue that the Beyonce interview is in too? Or was, was that Variety? I don't think that I don't was Variety. I think I don't that know. was Harper's. Oh, okay. Never mind. I said that was gonna be dope as fuck. Like even more dope than what it already is. 
I feel like I was like, wait, I would have. I feel like I would have known that. Um, <laughs> that sounds like oh, that shit is. Yeah, Beyonce looks stunning in this blue look. In this blue kind of like cowboy get up cover, that's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm actually going to a um, a Beyonce themed party um, over Labor Day weekend. Oh, and really? by going, I mean hosting uh, for one of my friends' friends. Um, oh. I'm excited. I'm getting my, my costume ready. Shipments are coming in. Um, Oh, you'll have to tell me off uh off my clue you which Beyonce you're which dressing Beyonce? as. Which Beyonce? Yeah. Yeah. Um, interested to know. Um but yeah, so that'll be exciting. And cause her birthday September fourth, Labor Day weekend, close to September fourth. Uh, I'm making my oh, signature lemonade lemonade. Um That's gonna be cute. Yeah. Um so yeah, let's get into um our topic this week, which was born out of a dope ass conversation we have. See, this is why with the podcast, I feel yeah, like we no. have to just not talk on the phone because then basically in the midst of this two hour conversation, we were like, damn, we should start a podcast. Right. <laughs> right. We were like, we should start a podcast. We were like, oh fuck, we do. And we should probably record an episode. Yeah. Um yikes, guys. So sorry. Yeah. Um yeah, that was also a reminder to, oh yeah, we're a little bit overdue for um for episode but I think it was a good conversation just on kind of you know where we're at at different stages different stages but kind of similar periods um in our life and kind of getting into how we have um grown as individuals and our Mm -hmm. respective career is just an aspect of it but careers relationships friendships and really just grown as people um and understanding kind of where we want to go and the women that we want to be as we grow older and how we can really identify and understand kind of those um, things we need to learn, unlearn, improve upon to be the people that we want to be and kind of what are those guiding principles um, for us to to be able to, to go ahead and, and do that. Um, yeah. So I guess to level set on the conversation, when we say personal growth, um, what do you consider for you when someone says, oh, your girl, your personal growth, um, what do you consider that to be and how would you define that? Uh, I think personal growth really has a lot to do with retro, like being retrospective and like really thinking about, okay, how did I react to a certain situation five years ago versus how do I react to that now? Or how do I, or how have my habits changed over time because my priorities have changed? Um, I think that's what I really think of when I think of personal growth. Um, You know, the Aquarius in me, you know, having certain habits or, or speaking in certain ways. And then over time, as my friendships grew or my relationships in general grew, I was more uh, thoughtful about how I presented information or how I, or how, how instead of being like, bitch, why are you calling me about the same nigga 15 times asking more questions? Cause it's not, cause you know, you never want your friends to feel like, Oh, they can't come to you. Right. Because that's right. the whole point of having those types of friendships. But for me, if I want a problem solved, um, I realize like, and this is also a, probably a toxic trait. I'm not ready to talk about something until I'm ready for a solution. 
right? Because if I'm not action oriented, then I'm I perceive it as oh, why would anybody care about this? Because I'm not even ready to do anything about it. So Mm -hmm. and so I had to you know over years of like kind of understanding or seeing feedback or seeing my friends' habits change, and I'm like fuck. Okay, so they didn't come to me because they knew I was going to say this, that, or other. I -hmm. now like ask more leading questions or. Um, I, I try not to insert my opinion until they ask me a direct question, like those yeah. types of things. So I think, you know, that's, that's definitely growth. And then you also think just like, you know, your priorities when you're in your twenties, uh, are different than now that I'm in my thirties. And so like, how have my habits changed? How, my spending has changed. Like that's growth. Like where I used to spend money on a whole bunch of bullshit. I mean, you know, at the time I was having fun. But now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, do I really need to, you know, go to brunch every, I mean, that's just, yeah, I just don't do that anymore. Or, um, I'm trying to think, or like spend money on a bunch of clothes. And I'm like, where am I going? I'm not going where, <laughs> I don't need that random piece of clothing that I saw on Instagram. It's okay. Like, you know, just stuff like that. Uh, what would you say has been, like, how do you see growth? Um, similar to, to what you said, I think for me, that is tied to, uh, being self-aware because even just you were what you were saying about like understanding how like how not changing yourself but kind of upgrading yourself to kind of be the best friend or daughter or person whatever the role may be kind of be a better person in that sense mm-hmm. um, so for me I think it's unlearning and learning things um, to become the best version of myself kind of with what I have at that time Um, Mm. so knowing that the way that I am at 31 is not the way that I am at 21. And I've been able to like, oh, if I was in this this situation again, kind of how you were saying, like, I would handle it different. I would, Mm -hmm. um, ask more questions. I would think about it anymore. I would, I mean, I, I, I'm not a, um, a, um, impulsive person, but I think how I think about things differently, um, have changed. Or, ex- or learning kind of what works and what doesn't work. Like, so I don't know if I would consider these traits toxic, but like similar to you, I don't go, I don't go to people with my problems um, because prior to in my 20s, I thought I saw that as a sign of complaining. I saw that as a sign of weakness. I saw that as a sign of, well, if you're not going to help me solve it, then why am I explaining this to you? Like, what's the, what's yeah. the, what's the point of it? Um, or even kind of understanding myself better of how I process emotions, deal with emotions, react to them, react to certain people. Um, how can I, I, I realize like, I don't like hurting people's feelings, but sometimes the way my directness or how I'm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. want to make sure I'm clear and concise and telling the truth is more important than like the tone or how I come off and say something. So it's, I'm not being mean, but it's like, damn, that was, whew, that was harsh or direct or whatever. Yeah. Um, so just being a little bit more considerate and understanding like, oh, I can see how this would come off, which is, I think, is a tie to self-awareness, which is understanding how my thoughts, words, actions impact other people around me. And more so, because I can't consider everybody in the world that I interact with, but definitely those people that are around me that I care about and I care about their feelings so even if I think their feelings are ridiculous I still care about them and need to consider them you know um so stuff like that just 
um, doing, uh, and I think now is, is a lot of unlearning. So a lot of unlearning things that either were taught to me from parents, authoritative figures, whatever, um, and trying to relearn things that are based on my own values, my own morals, my own whatever, um, as an adult, um, to become that kind of better, better person. No, that's, that's definitely real. Like that resonates because it's like, when you're growing up and even until you like your twenties, you are kind of relying on, well, I was taught that this, that this was good or that this was bad or that I should. And then as you get more life experience, you start to question like, well, do I actually think that's bad? Yeah. Um, or you like meet different people and understand, wow, right. these people mm-hmm. do this completely different in their household than I did. That's a different way yeah. to think. So they're going to think about something different. Um, yeah. And it really helps to shape your values. And part of the conversation that started this when we were talking about what we were just talking on the phone, not recording like dummies. Um, was that I was explaining to you like now like now I found I found a therapist and we've been working through some of some things and one of the exercises she had me do related to a value assessment um, just to get down to you know when you think about why am I anxious why am I depressed why am I why am I overwhelmed and just thinking okay what am I doing with my life what why am I right all those things um, you know, really come down to what you value in life, right? And and then that, the, whatever triggers uh, your anxiety, usually is tied to your value. So anyway, she did this thing and I shared it with Dana. She had this list and she was like, look at the list and tell me your top three values and then rank them. So in order, so, you know, I took a few minutes. What did the list consist like, of? Words like, um, here, let me, uh, just just words hold on i'm pulling up the list um so it was words like uh, if it would open love wealth family moral success knowledge mm-hmm. power friends free time adventure peace stability respect spirituality stuff like that um yep. there's a you know there's a good amount of words on this probably like 25 ish words and so i looked at the list and i was like well okay in order from top you know number one stability that just stuck out to me number two freedom number three um knowledge and so then she was like okay we'll break those down I was like well stability is important to me because when I was growing up I didn't feel like I had um, much stability um you know my my family tried their best but still it was just like always like okay where's our next meal coming from or Mm -hmm. you know when is this gonna happen or you know always crazy shit going on so, you know, stability and being able to also like financially stable because I, the way I grew up economically disadvantaged, I'll say that, um, or broke, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was so eloquent. Uh, right. Uh, economically disadvantaged. <laughs> um, right. Um, you know, being stable is something that I'm like, I work so hard so that I can pay my bills. Like that is always at the top of mind. I have nobody to fall back on. There is no, like, there's no going like, sure. My mother would be like, yeah, come live with me. But my mom is also not living in the base in in the best place. Right. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't have anybody to go back and be like, I can't pay my mortgage this month. Can I have $1,300 now? Yes. In theory. Yes. I have people that I can ask for that. But it's not like I have this generational wealth that I'm that I could rely on, right? Yeah, and that comfort. Yeah, I get it. Um, so then, so then, what yeah. you say too with with picking those words, and we've talked about this both 
on the podcast and just in life, but like how then those values indirectly and directly kind of steer other decisions that you make throughout your life. So when you, uh-huh. when we're saying like growing as a person and your values, your values are that foundational and kind of ground you in a sense, because there's probably a lot of decisions that you make if stability is the number one um, oh, value yeah, absolutely. that try to uphold that, that stability, whether it be money, whether it be choices as far as, Oh, are you going to pick up and move on another side of the country or whatever it may mm-hmm. be like, these, whatever my decisions are, whatever I want to do for myself, I need to be stable in them. Yeah. Um, so it kind of maneuvers and then tied to what you end up picking five of them. She said three, five. No, she, I ended up picking three. So the next one was freedom. And, you know, my Aquarius is definitely uh, at the head of that. Right. Of like, mm-hmm. I want the freedom to do what I want when I want. And I, but it's also tied to my stability because being mm-hmm. stable means that if I want to go up, that. like if I literally wanted to fly to LA tomorrow, I absolutely could, you know, or if my AC breaks down, like it did, <laughs> uh, I could, you know, I'm free to reluctantly pay to get that repaired, but yeah. I am free to make my own choices. I, in relationships, my freedom or autonomy is really important to me. I don't believe in being all up under somebody. I don't like, I don't like, unless I really want to, like, I want, I want to be able to come and go and not have to check in with nobody. Like, I don't want to change my name if I don't want to, you know, like everything is on my terms because yeah, I'm free to do what the fuck I want to do. And then my third one was knowledge. And I think for me, knowledge just connects with the first two, because if I'm knowledgeable enough to make decisions, then I'm free to make the best decisions for mm-hmm. me that are not going to uh, disrupt my stability, but but in, in the inverse, actually um, secure my stability more, right? So whether it be my mm-hmm. education, right? Knowledge about education or knowledge about, oh, I want to buy a house. Okay, if I want to buy a house, okay, what's the best market to be in? What's the t- best time to buy? What type of insurance should I have? Now, I'm not saying I know everything because I absolutely don't, but being, yeah, but, but you I seek love, the knowledge. I, yeah, I'm one of those people. When I was talking to our fans, Simhar yesterday, she came over for dinner and I was like, I just love, you know, like intellectually sparring with people. Like I love, mm-hmm. like you're good at what it too. I <laughs> yeah. I love using what I learned to like talk to people and be like, okay, well, what do you know that I don't know, you know, and, and you yeah. know, and vice versa. And so I think that just leads to me being able to make more decisions and feed into my stability more. So but, yeah. but what I realized was some of the words I didn't pick, but we can get into that later. Yeah. So like I sent you the list. What would you say your top three are and in what order? Um, so slightly different. So I actually did this exercise um, in the winter of the pandemic tied to my therapist. I was in this um, single woman's group that was kind of like Mm -hmm. a group therapy thing, um, Mm -hmm. which I was like, hey, I'm, you know, in the thick of Rona by myself, like why not just kind of meet with people who are similar to me in the sense Mm -hmm. of all the women were um, in various parts of New York, but, but kind of by themselves and just working from home. So kind of had a Similar, but then we were all different as far as age range, ethnicity, kind of experience, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and so one of the exercises that the therapist, who's my personal therapist too, um, was similar to you and even kind of the similar way of like picking our, our values. Um, but I had never done um, 
this exercise in the context of like me as a person. I've done it as far as what values do I want in a company that I work for? What values are important as far as career? Like all of my development is related to my career or tied to like job as far as, oh yeah, I know what type of, I'm a INDEP, whatever the thing, you know, personality, all that type of stuff is tied to to work. Um, So she had us do a similar exercise and stuff. It was like, a hundred or so words similar to the the list that you were going off of and then we had to group all the different words that kind of spoke to us into five different categories and then from those five different categories come up with like a theme word um and so I being the extra overachieving student that I did I kind of took it and made it into um it's five values and it's based on um kind of like a theme of life Um, Mm -hmm. And I realized in doing this exercise, this was the first time that I actually sat down and thought about like me, the person, not Mm -hmm. me, the Mm -hmm. career woman, me, the Mm -hmm. student, me, the whatever, like, oh, I'm making plans for Dana to do this versus Mm -hmm. no, I'm just sitting down and thinking about Dana. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was very, um, very interesting. But um, so kind of my theme words and it, it can get deep, but I'll keep it keep it a little bit, um, keep a little bit shallow. Um, but the idea of, I got this and I'm a quote person. Um, it was a movie on Netflix and it basically said that black people, we know how to survive, but we don't know how to live. Um, Mm. and so the theme of it is being able to live and not, and when I say that, it's Mm. like, we know how to, you know, put food on the table for the next day and get shit done and take, you know, whatever to survive, Mm -hmm. but never having that Mm -hmm. opportunity to just be like we're in the moment yeah yeah, and just oh I'm you know um kind of that mindfulness now that people talk about when they talk about meditation and like just being in the moment and things like Mm -hmm. that and just enjoying the present because usually you're thinking about oh I gotta go to work because this is due on that that is due whenever I gotta study for this whatever it may be um so my um my overall kind of mission statement with my values of the five values is to live in abundance, to live with humility, to live boldly, live to service and to live through love. Hmm. Um, And so it's basically each word kind of encompasses um, what's important to me. So Mm -hmm. in abundance, being able to be filled by all things that bring me peace, security and joy to me and those around me. Um, So Hmm. stability falls into that. Like I am, grew up with stability. I am, that's the first thing I think about, like, do I have my money in order? Do I have my, my, all my ducks in a row kind of before I do anything? I am not a risk taker in that sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but in a sense of abundance, kind of whatever I'm doing, like I deserve to be, have everything in abundance, not like bare minimum, not yeah. like, okay, just give me scraps. I don't want to ask for much. Right. No, I want to ask for just, everything. That surviving versus yeah. well, thriving, yeah. I would say surviving versus thriving. Yeah, exactly. And I think even me, that's having to shift my mindset to even think like that of like, no, I deserve everything. Even if it's, you know, if you ask me, oh, can I get you something? Oh no, just whatever is the easiest for you. Like, no, give mm-hmm. me Give me what I deserve. Give me what give the me fuck what I, I want. Oh, yeah, yeah. And give me what I want. And for, but for me, also being able to say what I want too, and not thinking, oh no, this is too much. Like whether it comes from negotiating salaries or like what I will and won't accept with anything. Um, kind of having that with abundance. Um, 
And then what's another one that stands out? Um, humility. So kind of in our realm of personal growth, um, living with humility. So being the best version of myself and also honoring my younger self and self-awareness plays a large part of this. Um, so I think with all that I have accomplished, all that I will accomplish, kind of still being that humble and still remaining like the girl from the East side of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, but in doing that, um, still honoring like who I am at my core and never, I don't know, like never switching up or never um, becoming a product of my environment that's not going to serve me or like the core of me. Um, so remembering mm-hmm. who I am in a sense, who I am and whose I am um, in a sense. Yeah, whose I am. There you yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a word. Um, living boldly. So this is, this was important to me of just kind of tied into being who the, who the younger me of myself deserves, uh, deserves for me to be. And then also kind of who I am now and like what I want to be in the future. Um, so doing my actions, words, thoughts, being carefree, being black, that's a form of resistance in and of itself. Um, and doing that boldly. So never shrinking, um, I remember even my grandmother always told me like as a, my grandmother always told me, <laughs> <laughs> like fiance. Um, so I always walk with my head up, held high. Right. My grandma yeah. always said, <laughs> life is like a box. Chocolate. Um, right. Um, so just being bold in everything that I do and not, really not underestimating myself because I feel like sometimes imposter syndrome or just kind of my, introvertedness will have me have me underestimating myself at times. So that's more so for me to remember yeah. like in whatever I'm doing, am I doing this boldly or am I doing this passively and to not do mm. anything passively? Um, yeah. Cause why? And kind of tied to the whole, we know how to survive. We know how to live. Like I owe it to my parents, grandparents, great grandparents who couldn't do shit boldly for me to be able, you know, if it was, no, you can't say that because that's death, you know, at a certain point. Uh, but living life now where um, being able to live boldly. Um, and then the last two to live in service, that's just really giving back, um, making sure that whatever I'm doing, my purpose is tied to like my community, people around me. Um, yeah. Overall service. I think that's been, drilled into me to whom much is given much is required Um, yeah I I also feel a sense of definitely I mean that's probably where most of most of my toxic traits come from and I say (laughs) toxic traits because I need to start realizing like some of the things I'm like oh I'm so driven and I care about work and I care about people which is a good thing but for me some of those are also out of survival it's out of survival yes and then also well, like, because of how I grew up, I'm like, I don't want nobody else to grow up like that, right? So I, like, have this mm-hmm. martyr thing, which just helps to perpetuate some of the bad habits of not caring about myself, not being able to say no when people ask me to do things. Um, yeah. It just exacerbates that because it's in society, and for myself, I have made it, like, oh, you know, like the strong Black woman trope, right? That people yeah, really, I don't want to be strong. I don't want to be, I don't want, I, I want to do what everybody no, else does. I am not do. every woman. It is not all in me. <laughs> it is not Anything all in you me. want done, do it your damn self. <laughs> yes. I don't um, have time. And yeah. then my last one is to live through love. So um, 
my thoughts, my intentions, my actions, everything rooted in love, whether that's Christ's love or just not like limited to romantic love. That's just one aspect of it. But like it's purpose. It's a reason to the stuff that I'm doing. And I think this this value really helps to clear out all of the bullshit um, mm. and really if it's not, if it doesn't have purpose behind it, then why are you doing a data? Why are you putting your attention to it? Whether that's a role, whether that's an opportunity, whether that's a, a friend, whether that's a nigga, like whatever mm-hmm. it is, um, kind of having that, that purpose. Um, and what this exercise allowed me to do is now, and I kind of even made it in Canva, like it's my, my phone, um, screen, my oh, lock yeah. screen, but like, matter. It, yeah um it's designed to it's real cute I'm, i send it to you it's real cute um but basically if i'm having a decision about anything i want to be able to look at this and run it through these five values and if it don't pass the test then i'm not doing it i'm not doing it um, yeah I'm, whatever it is and that's kind of and this is applicable in personal life in work like i could run this through a work decision type of you know is this gonna run me rampant why am i doing mm-hmm. this is it actually absurd like um, if a nigga getting on my nerve, like if it's not hitting or, or going through and passing yeah, this, if it's not serving me. Why am I doing yeah, it? Yeah, why am I doing it? Am I doing piece. this to survive or am I doing this, um, to, to live? Um, yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of mine. And it was interesting. Um, so I'm in this, um, cohort for young uh, future black leaders in tech and we were also talking about values and doing a similar one um, with our career values and the speaker uh, she was a black woman um, and she was talking about how she was talking with her executive coach um, about how one of her values was family um, mm-hmm. and then she would as she was saying like yeah family is like in one of my top three um, and but I'm and she was explaining how she has children. She has a husband. She's like, but I'm never home because I'm always like working on my business. So she has, she's an entrepreneur, but she's also still has like a nine to five. So she's doing mm-hmm. all of this stuff. Um, and her executive coach is like, but you said your value is family. And yet your family tells you multiple times they want you to spend more time at home. And she's like, yeah, but I'm doing this for my family. Like I'm working, I'm doing all this stuff for my family. And the executive coach was then maybe... Is your value actually family? And as they talked about it, they realized that for her, that value is actually legacy. So she's doing Mm. something to lay a foundation for the legacy of her family. Mm. She don't really feel like being around niggas all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But like, that's kind of getting, getting to the root of it and basically knowing yourself well enough to get to the root of your values um, and not lying to yourself. Um, I think that's a large part of, personal growth for me is understanding lying to yourself isn't like oh I know that I'm lying and I'm just going to tell myself a lie lying to yourself is not knowing yourself well enough to know when it's actually lying a lie. to your motherfucking you know? self. Yeah. yeah so even for her it's like girl and I think for women too is you you know that innate feeling of feeling bad if family is not on that list but mm-hmm. like family is woven into mine but it's not stapled there because that structure of wanting and and now this is kind of her case, but as she was explaining like that structure of, Oh, being the mom and being at home and taking care of the kids. That's not the number one thing I see myself doing. I want to do that. I do do that, but that's not like, this is top of what I want to do. So even changing that word to saying I'm creating a legacy for my family 
Um, so I'm not going to be there every yeah. single minute of every single day and not feeling bad about that. And I feel and like as women, I feel like because we're women and we're, we're, we're taught that like, oh, your family should be the most important thing. It's like, we automatically go, oh yeah, family. I, I, I value family. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's top of line for me, but you're lying to yourself because you're like, well, that's it's subconsciously. I, I don't, I'm not sure if people do this consciously, uh, but like subconsciously, you're like, oh, if I say this out loud, that's why in the top three values that I had to pick, none of them were family. None of them were like anything to do with like relationships, mm-hmm. uh, which I found to be really interesting. Like it was all very internal or very like about me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so like, I was like, oh, well, you know, I've never been the type of person to be like, oh, like, I really want a family. Now, as I grow older, I have become more like, oh, shit, do I want a family? But it's not something I innately think about. It is just not. It is just not. Yeah, I think I I definitely agree with the whole because even mine, I was like, oh, I don't have family on here, especially because I do want children. I do want to be married. Um, It's just something that I'm like, well, maybe kids more than marriage, but like, it's not a constant thought that's on my mind. Yeah, definitely the marriage thing. Not on my mind uh, constantly all the time, but it's something that I want. But I think it's one of those things with the personal growth thing is like me who plans and controls everything. It's like, I want this. Let me, let me position my life so that when it, when it comes or when it's there, I'm ready, but I'm also Mm -hmm. not going to stress myself out and be stressed about like biological clocks and all that, because I have no control. I have no control over that. And I also think I'm not settling for anything. Mm. So it's also Mm -hmm. like, I'm not trying to, Ooh, I got to find someone because I need someone to feel this husband position or need to to then have kids and do all this it's like no if it's no I'm good it's definitely one of those if it's if it's God's plan God's plan um if it's for me it'll be for me and I'll be ready for it when it comes um I was even planning my money out with my dad while I was home um he's my financial advisor until I break Mm -hmm. off on my own but even like planning of like okay if I want kids how will that adjust like how I'm investing or how I'm saving for whatever Mm -hmm. um so I'm considering them them little niggas um good for you but it's it's definitely in a (laughs) only a dog is the most is the (laughs) least selfish thing I've ever done in my life and see I'm like I don't I'm not gonna love I need I need more love to have to deal with the dog and I'm not going to love that dog the way I'm going to love my kids. So I'm going to just hold out on that unconditional love until, mm-hmm. until um, kids pop up. But to the story I was saying for me, leg, I think legacy would be a word on there more so than family, like wanting, mm-hmm. doing what I have to do to build a life so that my kids have a life that is very different from mine with more opportunities in it and all mm-hmm. that stuff it's not oh I want to be there every single you know whatever family may be how that looks and what you put it down can be yours um yeah on your on your own um but I think it was a great exercise and now when I have decisions that need to be made or even just a reminder that's why I have it out my lock screen of kind of the person I want to grow into and even some of mine I don't 
currently embody fully. So it's also a reminder of things I want to work on as part of growing and becoming a better version um, of myself as, as well. Um, How would you say, and I know we've only been, we're entering at the beginning of our third decade. um, (laughs) But I would say, what would be kind of the, if it's not themes, like major growth moments that you've recognized in yourself, let's say from your teens to your 20s and now kind of where you see yourself going into your 30s? Wait, repeat the question again? Over the, in the last three decades, what would I see changing from each decade? What has been the biggest like growth? So like coming from your teens to your 20s, has there been, excuse Mm. me, like a large growth moment or maybe from your um 20s to 30s or or if it's it's not a set decade like yeah what I was talking about earlier is just like being more thoughtful about the because I because I always say I'm selfish but I would say I'm a good friend like if I'm if I'm a friend to you I I, if I truly and that that also depends because some people think we friends and we not but if Mm -hmm. I'm truly your friend and I consider you a friend I think I'm a pretty good friend so but like again like me being more thoughtful about how much time I spend with people because like I'm a friend I'm a low maintenance friend but that doesn't mean everybody else is a low maintenance friend right Mm -hmm. and so like I think I've grown into understanding okay what do people need from me that is not just it's like you could get the cookie cutter Nina who's going to give you things no matter who you are and and that approach over time has taught me like that doesn't necessarily work if you really care about your friends like you really have to kind of mold to what they need you for um I would say that's definitely been a growth growth moment I think right now and the growth spurt that I'm currently in is like understanding that all of the goals that I set out for myself I've accomplished and trying to figure out okay what's next and then me realizing like oh all the things I wasn't focused on which is around family and relationships is now creeping up and being like oh bitch you know like we're (laughs) still here you can still accomplish us like you can still grow in your romantic relationship or you could you could you know can if you wanted to have kids you could have kids like that's another relationship you got nieces Mm -hmm. and nephews you you can you know have a better relationship with your sister even though me and my sister are tight um but you know like just those types of things where I'm like oh fuck like there's this other side of me that I have Mm -hmm. neglected because I was so concentrated on making it or you know or getting to a point where I was comfortable um and now I'm like, oh, you know, like I've changed my mind on some things where before I was like, I don't give a fuck about marriage or kids. I thought I wasn't never going to get married because I didn't think it was going to be a man out there that would be able to be my equal. But I finally found that. And now I'm like, oh, shit. Like now that I found somebody who's my equal, there's all there's a whole nother world that has opened up of possibilities. I can I show where I am. Right. <laughs> I feel like that's where I am right now. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think for me in my, I would say a young Dana um, going up in through college, the growth was like finding my own voice and, and um, kind of my own life and plan outside of what I, what was expected of me, what I thought was expected mm-hmm. of me, what was handed down from my parents, things like that. Um, and then also finding my voice of like, I was a very, 
I, I, yeah, I used to be shy. I'm still an introvert, but like introverted person. So very much so in my head. Um, and so kind of coming into my own, I think after that growth into my twenties and even late twenties was, um, vulnerability. And I think tied Mm -hmm. to even what you were saying of like being, um, knowing like with your friends kind of showing more of you, um, and not being that cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. I think for me that shows itself in being vulnerable of saying, if these are the people that I'm saying are my friends and that I love and that I'm close to, but I know that they don't know the full me, like that's a Mm -hmm. disservice to me. Right, um, right, right. And also to and also to them. So even being vulnerable and like letting people in. Um, and that's again on me of kind of having these walls of also a Capricorn and all mm-hmm. that's you know kind of added into I that. Like but, these walls, baby. Yeah. Um yeah. but let them tumble down. Um and, and in turn, I think it's a because even how you're saying like being more of the friend that they need, but also being vulnerable to show them who I am. So they also know who I am. Um, Ooh, so, yeah, they should be there for you. That's, I struggle because I'll be like, oh, I'll yeah. yeah. Like, and, yeah. you know, listen, ask you leading questions, but don't ask me shit about me because I'm not. Yeah, because I'll tell like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm, I am guilty yeah. of that. Of You can call me to ask me how I am. And that whole conversation will end up being about you and you will get off the phone and know nothing. Yeah about me yeah <laughs> um but then also having yes. them know me to know like um um like tears don't work for me and we can be the best of friends but crying I don't know what to do with that I'm a problem solver so if you're coming to me crying I don't know what to do so oftentimes what that yeah. looks like is you're crying and I'm trying to listen to you. I'm not consoling you with the tears. I'm trying to figure out what you're trying to say to be like, to yeah. what's wrong. So some people who don't know me may see, oh my God, she's so harsh. She's so whatever. But if you're yeah. coming to me, you know that like I'm the, you're coming to me because you want something solved and I'm mm-hmm. trying to, so it's like, okay, I need, I'm going to need you to stop. I'm figuring out sort of friend, like, I'm going to yeah. need you to stop crying so we can talk and like, not that, yeah. So I'm looking past the tears. I'm not a woo, woo, woo. Let me rub your back to do whatever. But that's twofold is having friends who know that that's how Dana is. This is what I'm coming to Dana for. Mm-hmm. So they don't take it personally if I'm not woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Like, rub your back. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what's the issue? Okay, we can solve this. I can do this. Let me do whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess that's what I, I guess that's what I mean though, because I, what I was talking about earlier of like me trying to change that because I, I'm going to push you and yeah. say, yes, that's what people expect from you, but that's not always what people need from you. Right. That's true. And so, that, do you want me to fix it or do you want me to feel it? Exactly, I had to learn how exactly. to do that like, because I am a fixed exactly, person. Exactly. So, like, oh, yeah, you just want me to be in this. Cool. You just want me to feel this with you. Yeah. Um, I, I I just want to come to Dana and I'm, I mean I'm not saying literally Nina, but like sometimes I just want to come to Dana and, and complain, and I don't want her to ask me any questions. But I also mm-hmm. don't like. But there's not another person because let's say you just know about the situation better, or you know I don't have to explain a backstory to you, so it's just easier yeah. for me to go to you to talk about this problem. But then I don't want to have to second guess because I know people were doing it with me. Is this bitch gonna make me feel worse about what I'm going through? Um, yeah. than necessary, right? And then you have to adjust yeah. to that and you have to push yourself. Like, I I, I hate, I'm very uncomfortable around topics of death 
and uh top and like crying I'm I'm like I'm awkward but I'm not that awkward I I do a bit better with crying but anything that has to do with death if a parent dies a grandparent dies I, I I'm going to avoid you because I'm awkward and I don't know mm-hmm. what to say and I and that's something I would is the next thing I would like to work on because I will just avoid those questions and or topics Mm-hmm. all together but I know that my friends because everybody life that's the, the circle of life right everybody has somebody who dies yeah I'm going to need to learn to adjust to that or uh you know uh control for that because I'm going to have people in my life especially as we get older where they're going to need support from me and if mm-hmm. I'm not there then that's a disservice to the friendship that I cherish yeah I think it's a it's a it's a balance um, because even in that situation of like the death thing, knowing you, if like, if someone close to me were to pass away and me being your friend and knowing you, I also know that you wouldn't be the one calling me every day to check on me to talk. Mm-hmm. Like, I know yeah. you would send me flowers or I'm a mm-hmm. cook a dish for you and do like, and because I'm your friend and I know that I'm not expecting that I'm me. not expecting yeah. like a baby a out of you because y'all yeah. like that's yeah. not who you are and mm-hmm. I would hope that the friends that I the people that I call friends know enough to know like okay I know in these situations that what, this is, not gonna be there what yeah. is this going to what is this going to to do um and even if it's you know in a situation like you said where the most ideal person can't necessarily be there to support but you still know um that that person cares um, yeah. and then the last kind of personal growth transition now is now what I'm trying to work on is living in the motherfucking present because mm. I am horrible at that. Um, I think that's tied to mindfulness. Um, I am very much so, you know, I think we're similar in this and as a, a planner's planner's planner planning mm-hmm. for the future. I'm also an overthinker and hella nostalgic. So I'm also constantly thinking about the past, what could have been done better, what, what I could have said differently, what I want to do in the future. And it's mm-hmm. normally there was, I saw an image on Instagram that illustrated it well, but it's like my mind is either in the past or there's like a large bubble of energy in the past, a large one in the future, planet in the future. And then the present is very small. Um, Mm. And I realized that when I try and think of certain events or just moments and I can't remember them as intensely because I wasn't paying attention when they were happening. Mm. Um, And like the last thing I can remember, and it's crazy that this was in 2019, but like my 30th birthday party, I planned so much for it. I was so focused on everything running smoothly in the midst of it that if you ask me if I enjoyed it, I'm like, yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. Um, but I can't actually remember, oh, I did this. Oh, I talked to this because everything was just, yeah. okay, I need, you know, and I feel like a lot of people also say that with, with their wedding day and stuff like this, like it happens I was so just fast. about to say, I feel like people say that on their wedding day all the time. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, I don't, or or I'm on vacation, but I'm constantly thinking of other things and I'm not even enjoying the view because I'm thinking about this damn email at work. Like, yeah. I remember when I was on vacation in Thailand, I had to make an effort not to think about other things, to enjoy. I'm on the other side of the world and I'm thinking about this thing of work that's lingering, that's whatever. Um, so really focusing on that and kind of living in the moment. Um, yeah, and I think important. as a Capricorn too, like flipping and... Um, 
taking a little bit more risk. I've been very much so by the book, um, Mm -hmm. doing what needs to get done, like for the stability, for the nope, I'm going to do what's on the right path, what's next in this plan that I made. Um, But you don't always enjoy, actually enjoy life um, when you're doing that. So trying to have a little bit more of a balance and reaping the foundation that I have set for myself um, right. We, I mean, yeah, as we also well of like, work so hard to enjoy the shit that we don't enjoy the shit. Yeah. Like sometimes it's like, spend the $20, Dana. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. why? <laughs> why? Yeah. You, you've done all this stuff to be able to spend whatever, but right. so if it's I'm sitting here contemplating. You, if, if it's going to bring uh, you some relief. That's all. Yeah. That's yeah. I use, I, I use, um, laundry service at the laundromat for the first time best for y'all that mm-hmm. ever spent in my life i'm Love getting meal prep service for this uh, I workout and nutrition challenge because like hundred dollars a week i could ever spend yeah uh, within reason because i know uh, i'm not a person that's gonna blow my money because again i'm not a, a risk taker so mm-hmm. so kind of find that balance enjoying it um i also say my vacations start um the moment i step on the plane so even like mm-hmm. going places I don't get the middle seat in the back of the play. Like we go, right. I'm a, no, I'm a no. splurge and do. I'm, I'm a window seat girl. I'm a, I'm a window seat. If it's international, I'm a comfort plus or, or, mm-hmm. you know, first class, depending on point situation, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like <laughs> it, it starts there. I'm going to stay in nice places. I'm going to buy nice yeah. shit. Like it's going to be, you know, the full comfort and care of everything. Um, so expanding that now, um, living a little bit more in the present and living, um, yeah, taking more, more risk, um, as well. Yeah. Not, uh, yeah. Taking more risk. And then, yeah. And to your point of just like, just spend the money. Like I'd be so stressed, uh, about my stability and spending money, but it's like, I get more stressed by not spending the money. Like right now mm-hmm. I'm trying to find a maid because I've been trying to fucking mop my floors for two weeks. And, <laughs> at, the, and at some point it's just ridiculous. So it's like, just spend the money to get yeah. a fucking person in here and, to and clean once you, the house. And once you feel that, that sense of, oh my God, this, why didn't I do this before? Like, uh-huh. cause I, I had a, um, a maid come and clean my apartment in Seattle for a few months when I was working crazy hours. And it took me mm-hmm. a long time, but I hated spending my weekends trying to clean when I was exhausted from working. Mm-hmm. The- and I tell you that first Tuesday I left and went to work and I came home and my apartment was spotless. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, it was like twice, um, twice a month. I was like, Oh, this is, this is worth it because then my yeah. weekends were free. I wasn't spending mm-hmm. hours cleaning up. Um, and it was worth the money. Yeah, I don't, I don't regret it. So do it. And girl. we know that this sounds very privileged. Not everybody yeah. can do that. But girl, yes. get that, but, get that extra, get that extra guac on your. Uh, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever it may be to. Yeah, whatever it may whatever be to you. Because some people, some people may find to the the May thing, cleaning their apartment helps them. Like it mm-hmm. relieves stress or it's allowing for thinking. Like, um, that's not for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it creates stress for me actually. Yeah, um, but whatever. Um, but to each his own. <laughs> yeah, whatever works. Um, how do you deal, kind of in this effort of growing as a person? How do you deal with your plateaus or setbacks 
in your personal growth growth uh blah, blah, in your personal growth journey or do you just see those as part of the journey um kind of as yeah you're they're part of the journey black, i mean I, that's the thing as long as you're self-reflective i i i one thing i like about myself you know one of the many things i like about myself because i do love myself yeah. is yeah. that i'm very self-reflective i'm a motherfucking blast <laughs> right <laughs> um even when I know I'm being like, even if I know I'm being ridiculous, I can say, Nina, you're being ridiculous, but this is how you, mm. you know, at least you know you're being ridiculous and you're just gonna keep rolling and then we go, we're gonna, you know, correct this behavior at some point. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like just a sense of self awareness because there's so many people who walk around the, this world who are not self reflective and very narcissistic. And then mm-hmm. any, like, it's like, you know, they'll go from, and I'm not even saying romantic relationship, but like ruining relationship after relationship, whether it be work or friends. And then they'll be like, well, bitches just can't handle me. Bitches not fucking with me. And I'm just for blood. I'm, I'm saying bitches, but niggas be doing this too. And it's like the common denominator is you, bro. Yeah. So like, what is, what are you doing? You <laughs> know? Yeah. What, yeah. What harm are you causing or havoc are you causing to other people's lives? Everybody's the protagonist in their own story. Mm, main main character syndrome. Main character syndrome. And sometimes you really gotta be like, I'm the villain in somebody's story. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to be I have to be self-reflective in that. I know I can be like uh super annoying when it comes like I I be in work meetings like I know I, I know I ask this all the time, but okay, who's doing what? Like mm-hmm. let's let's lay mm-hmm. it out. I know it's annoying, but let me, like, I, I know I can be overbearing in that way, or I can be, you know, um, coming out of nowhere with tasks, and I'm like, oh, we got to do this, or I, I'm like, oh, this is happening in four weeks, we need to figure this shit out today, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm I know always I'm, the calendar, look ahead on the yeah. calendar, yeah, so it's like, you know, and so to answer your question, you know, I don't know if I deal with, quote-unquote, deal with those, but I'm also just like, as long as I'm being self-reflective, I'm good. Like, I feel like the moment where I'm not, like, in, looking inward and say, okay, how could I have made that situation better is the moment that I that I would question, like, oh, shit, am I, am, am I a bad person? Mm-hmm. We should be friends. Because um, that's, right? that, that's, my, <laughs> that's my exact answer. Um, one of the things, of the many things that I like about myself is – I am very introspective. I think that's part of, mm-hmm. I think that's very much so a younger Dana thing, just tied to being um, kind of more introverted, kind of, oh, I like to, before I talk, I like to think about my answers or I'm constantly thinking about different things. Um, but the introspective and then also the self-awareness, because even to your point of like, what did I do in this situation? You know, niggas don't be asking themselves that question. And I feel like I ask I myself that question about any and everything. All the time, yeah. Um, like constantly, and I don't know if the, okay, let me, I think some of it may be the, let me be the best of the best of the best. So constantly trying to be the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a little bit of it can borderline, I'm not going to say it's toxic because it's more so me recognizing like the root of the why behind why I do this Mm -hmm. um but still with being self-aware of to your point when I say like oh Dana you're wilding but it's also like yeah I'm wilding in a situation but here's why I'm doing it here's why I made this decision and I know I'm not going to make this decision again or I'm gonna you know like Mm -hmm. kind of analyzing and saying yep I played that wrong 
thinking of, even now thinking about things of oh I handled that wrong in the past but at that moment that was all that I knew so I'm gonna learn from it but I'm not gonna sit and soak about it um and kind of being able to to grow from there to deal with um the setbacks and I can't say there's anything I've there's nothing that I do that um I'm like, man, I keep making the same exact mistake or I keep doing the same thing that I want to improve on over and over and over and over again. Um, I would give myself maybe one or two times of like trying to improve. So even then, that's, I guess I view a lot of my plateaus or setbacks is um, like learning lessons in a sense of, or maybe plateaus are more so like there are seasons I forgot who said this quote. It's in my my notes app of quotes, but there are seasons that ask questions and then there are seasons that give answers. Give answers. Mm, yeah, so like lot. maybe a plateau, I, I would consider like some of those to, to kind of be in there. Um, but yeah, just trying to like being self-aware and realizing what did I do in this situation? Oh, I fucked up in that situation. Is it worth it? Do I apologize or do I keep it like just kind of self-assessing and in a sense kind of having a post-mortem on like situations, relationships that may have faded, relationships that are now sour or strained, like being able to revisit those things. And I think too, um, trying to view those things both having self-awareness, but then also trying to see it objectively. So even knowing that like everybody is, you know, the main character in their movie, but also, okay, Mm -hmm. let me see it from the side of the supporting best friend. Let me watch this from the side of the passerby on the street. Like, let me see the different angles of it to see. Now, now we saying all this, but at the end of that, you can still be the asshole at the end. Yeah. 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 And and not lying to yourself. And right, saying, right, right. "Wow, I was the asshole in that." And sometimes right, I was the sorry. asshole. When I say you, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I know. Proverbial. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying like, let's say somebody says something out of pocket to me at work, and then I, I will sit about it, think about it, retell the story. I'm like, no, that that nigga was the like, it wasn't me. It was yeah, them. yeah. Like I may yeah. still come to the conclusion that it was you, but I will absolutely give you a chance, like mentally, as I replay the situation. For me to be mm-hmm. like, what could I have said differently? When at, and after the end, it's like, oh no, that nigga. Because I, I, I feel like, of course, you know, I. It's hard to say I feel like, but like I feel like I'm logical. I'm reason. I guess I'm reasonable. You know, I'm not unreasonable. So mm-hmm. it's like if somebody does something to me, I'm not unreasonable to be like, oh, like did I say something wrong or da-da-da? But like, yeah. nah, I'm just giving that disclaimer. So don't think for a second that if you fuck with me that I'm about to oh. be like oh no it was all my fault how can I do like oh, no, no I know no. I know bitch yeah <laughs> right like no 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 but I am gonna give it a fair I am gonna give it a fair chance and be like yeah. what's that and I you have had me fucked up here that. here but, here and here and I have I see people who do who don't at least do that first step of self-reflection and that to me is very annoying yeah um I think a, a large component of that of is also having people around me to kind of um, be in my blind spots. Um, So again, that comes into like being vulnerable with your friends. So like I consider you to be one of my friends of like, am I tripping? 
Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I know mm-hmm. you're going to look at it objectively like, yeah, bitch, you tripping, but, uh, you know, like, yeah. give me the assessment. Say, it, I posted something on um, on uh, one of my stories of, like, you got to have friends that will tell you you're being dumb but still want to hear the story. Oh, like, yeah, oh bitch, yeah, you yeah. wildin', but, like, keep on telling the story. Keep like, on, oh, keep you, on, you, keep you on, yeah. Um, no, this happens all the time. My sister called me the other day mad about something, and she told me the story, and I was like, well, let me tell you where you're wrong. <laughs> she was like, oh, okay, so she's like, okay, I am tripping. Okay, so I, okay, so yeah. that's fine. And I was like, yeah, yeah you're wrong. Um, <laughs> but having having that kind of those people to be in your in your blind spots um, as well is is um, yeah, you gotta and, have people. You gotta have your board of bitches that's gonna keep you in check. Yep. That I way, agree. when we when we decide, oh no, we all popping off because you're right. We all can yeah. do it with with confidence. Yep, yep. Because I can't do wishy-washy friends who I'm like, let me know more before I go over here and slice this nigga mm-hmm. tires. What did you do? Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, nope, you didn't do something. Yeah. Um, or even if you did do something, okay, are you always doing something? Or is this is a one-off, you know? Right. You know, type thing. It's like, okay. Um, yeah. But overall, I think, even as I talk to a lot of my friends, our mutual friends, like the last two years, even kind of given with the pandemic, a lot of, I hear a lot of people talking about like their personal growth. A lot more people are getting therapists or those who may not have mm-hmm. access or can afford therapists are reading more books, kind of wanting to understand what can they do as far as personal growth or being a better person. And it's not personal growth, like, oh, I'm making more money or, oh, I'm doing whatever. It's just, are you evolving as a person, as a person. Yeah. and learning more, unlearning more, like wanting to be a, a constant learner of life, trying to not be ignorant on certain, it's like at certain things, it's like, how are you this age and still ignorant on this? Right. Or how are, you at know, your big age. Yeah. yeah, at your big age, why are you still thinking like that? Or why are you still saying that? Um, and what I realized too is a lot of times, when you do this work or when you do kind of the the personal growth journey, people who are not there or have not done it stick out like a sore thumb. Oh yeah. It's like oh, yeah. and I avoid those people. Why and, and it's it's it is obvious. Um I am seeing it in dating, like nigga, what? You know that <laughs> the Homer Simpson gift where he just back into the bushes, like Yes, like not interested. What? What? Um, like, yeah, it's something that's obvious, and then and then it makes me think, like, man, did I sound like this on some things when I was talking? You know, in the past of when I didn't know or was unaware and just kind of being loud and wrong, but in that moment they really think they're right. So it's like, okay, that's cool. Like you're, you have you to leave people like that yeah. where they are. Yep, um, and, and keep it, keep it moving, keep it pushing. Um, as well but yeah I think this is important let us know um, email us hit us up in the comments of things that you're working on either with your own personal growth lessons you've learned um, are you discussing this among your group of friends or kind of um, how are you trying to grow and, and, and grow into um, your 30s oh do we did we ask, um, or did I ask, what are you doing for yourself 
to continue kind of this personal growth effort into your 30s because we're 31 we'll be 32 at the Oh. end of this year top of the next year yeah um, I mean it's a, again continue to be self-reflective I think that that I think that that helps and and trying to be more intentional and mindful about okay what what what's the pain point for me it's like okay what's triggering my anxiety or depression or whatever and how can I grow so that those aren't triggers anymore and mm-hmm. so I think that's where I am right now. It's just like trying to figure out, okay, what do I actually want? And I, I think it also just feeds into like, like I said, where I've accomplished all these career goals. And of course I still have more to obtain, but as far as like what little Dina thought she was going to be, I'm it. Like I'm <laughs> that bitch. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's just like, what's the next set of goals? And do, and does that include family and friends? Like what, what is the next thing I want to accomplish for me? Not for, you know, uh, not for just work or uh, my career, which I take very seriously. And I don't see my job as just a job, right? Like I am a planner yeah. when I go to sleep, when I wake up, when I'm at when, my nine to five, after my nine to five, like it doesn't end for me because I'm so committed to the mission, my mission, uh, right. my purpose. Um, but I have to find out who Nina is outside of that, uh, that identity. And I think that's what, you know, the next few years will look like for me. We should be friends. That's what I say. Fuck it. <laughs> um, I just had this conversation with my therapist about, for me, um, for so long, it was when I was a student, my goals, everything. Like if it was a pie of my life, 98% of that was when I was a student, it was school, what I'm trying to accomplish in school, whatever. Mm-hmm. Early 20s, kind of late 20s to a point, it was all career career, money, uh, money growth, um, becoming debt free, like all these boxes that were like, here's what I'm trying to do, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, almost kind of having to reevaluate when I don't want that pie. That's 98% work or career. It's like, I really want that to only be 25%. And like yeah. being okay with that. Um, yeah. I, when I was 26, I wanted to be a CEO of something. I was like career, career, career. And now I'm like, I really, my job I'll is not, me up, please. yeah, or, or like, yeah, like <laughs> community act, not, but like something that's not, um, I have stressful jobs that, that afford me nice things, but I don't want that anymore. And so I think for me, yeah. it's not lying to myself and telling myself that, that that's um, what you want, yeah. being content with that. Uh, I was telling I was telling my mom when I was at home for a few days, I was like, yeah, even all of the negative tropes about like being a housewife or things like that, which I have nothing against housewives at all. Me like, neither. That's, yeah. that's a very important job considering all the stuff that mm-hmm. women who stay home have to do. Um, but I also feel like if I were to become a housewife, I have nothing to prove. I've already accomplished the things of what some people may right. down housewives right. or not like I have the degrees I have the career mm-hmm. I have the accolades like it's cool it's it's fine it's whatever um but trying to reimagine like what my happiness can look like because for me I had to unlearn trying to tie my happiness my worth my accomplishments to my job and to my career because yeah. that was stressing me the fuck out and I, that, I, and it yeah, left me actually yeah, empty when I was yeah, like I have all these things yeah I have all these friends. things yep. I actually 
happy. And so it's like, oh, I need to start putting more time into what actually makes me happy. That's my friendships, my relationships, my connection with my family, traveling, my interest in me, like all these other Mm -hmm. things. And actually my homework now is deciding, well, if work isn't going to give me all of these things, then what is it going to give me for me to still have fulfillment? Like and still, you know, have joy. So that's like being smart and learning new things and problem solving. Yeah. Um, I enjoy doing that the same way that I enjoy putting furniture together or building things and taking things apart. Like uh-huh. that's all in the same kind of category. Um, and not tying so much to it. That also means I won't be stressing about it as much. Yeah. Um, I won't be as anxious about it where things don't go as planned. I won't be as depressed about, you know, like, yeah. so yeah. Kind of it takes a lot of the pressure off. Yeah, reshuffling um, what that pie is. So even trying to, to define that is definitely something, I would loop that into like reimagining my happiness kind of going, what I'm doing mm-hmm. now and going into my 30s. Um, and then also one action that I'm trying to do is give people their flowers now, like while they're here. Uh Um, I realize I don't often tell people or show people how I feel. I just kind of be the assumption of, well, I'm here, ain't I? Or, you know, like that's kind of my previous thinking and wanting to change that. So um, whether it be, um, I think like I had, wrote a post like just thanking my parents on Facebook. Yeah, I saw that. Um, just it, it was the <laughs> conversation. Of, yeah, it was like spawned from the conversation on Twitter one day about like and I know I'm not in the same situation with Dr. Dre and his kids and all that type of stuff but like thank you for for my parents for not doing that when you're 18 you're cut off and I don't mean financially but like just you know being good humans who help the humans that they brought into the world out and plan to do it as long as mm-hmm. they can. Um, but even my friends of like saying how they feel, how I feel um, and doing it in ways that show a little bit of me that they can receive it and just knowing, cause it's just nice to know and you shouldn't yeah. assume, you know, it's the difference between someone saying I love you and them saying, you know, I love you. Right. Like, you know, right, I love, you know, right, it's, it, right. it, it's different. Um, so trying to do that, um, uh, you know, at least with, with how I, how I can, cause that is very different for me. Um, yeah. but I think the people in my life deserve it. Cause if they're in there, I chose them. That means that they're dope. Yeah. Um, and, and life is short. So you never know what the last thing, you know, you be yeah. like, Oh man, I wish I would have said, I wish I would have said, yeah, and I, I think we have- all kind of take that for granted. Yeah, I want to have that feeling that, God forbid, if something were to happen to anybody, I would have that feeling like they knew. Yeah. You know, they knew yeah, they knew what it was. For them. Yeah. They knew what it was. Um, and I would want that for, for me for me as well. Because um, yeah. my love language is words of affirmation, too. I updated it. Yeah, I do love being told I'm the shit. Um, yeah. I agree. <laughs> well y'all yeah so y'all let us know uh hit us up email us inbox us dm us let us know what your thoughts are um yeah uh okay so i we do have a tone check this week 
And it kind of, well, we never got a chance to talk about the baby, or did we? Or maybe. I don't even think he would. The baby. He's an yeah. ass. So, yeah, That's my commentary. Before you like, oh, also check out Meg the Science Essence cover, Tina Snow. Oh, yeah. She got the, she got the white blonde hair. It looks amazing. She also just put out a new freestyle. A I new freestyle. Mm-hmm. Kind of communicating. Um, yeah. Tori Lane's dumbass. Uh, was at Rolling Loud and was on the baby set. So this is the same that he had uh, his homophobic remarks. And, like, uh, why? Why? Why couldn't he just say, fellas, make some noise? Lady, like, Ladies that was so specific. That made so that why? He was, why? He was triggered like, by something. Triggered like, by something. He was upset about something and then he brought it to the stage. But I digress. Yeah. So anyway, he brought Tory Lane's ass up, which is also a slap in the face because you to know Megan. say Megan and and the baby are like work husband wife and have a good relationship and they did a song together, blah blah blah. But this nigga Tory Lane's went up there and apparently uh, because Meg was also, I think she performed. She performed him? twenty minutes before them or something like yeah. she was. They were definitely with you can look at a map Within and say i think it was 100 yards yeah. yeah yeah or 100 feet 100 yards whatever the fuck um uh, but now yeah. the LADA is saying that he violated his his uh bail by being so close to her and that they could either revoke order. his bail or uh raise his bail so, because he wasn't know, on the he wasn't scheduled to perform so it's not exactly. like he was working so that nigga just out, showed exactly. up and that was yeah and that was not up to the baby's people because the baby's yeah. dumbass brought him out it wasn't up to his people that was up to tori so he just violated that to show up to and you knew Meg went on right before you yeah so it was in a lineup like people you know so whatever happens to him happens um i think it's it's is yeah. it's dumb. Like what you do. know. Um and he could have said <laughs> it was like on internet. Yeah, he could have said, fellas, how y'all doing? Ladies, y'all all right. Put the right. phone, put your phone up. If you getting some motherfucking money, raise your raise your hands. Right. Just, uh, you know, all no, the ugly just, bitches be quiet. Like all the things you could have said, and you just got very specific on some shit. And now you fumbled multiple bags. Um right. And, and what I love is that Little Nas X has surpassed, surpassed uh, him the on baby. Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> on Spotify is the most because I be listening to for in, industry baby every morning. That's my shit. Yeah, T. So. Yeah, so yeah. Duh, All right, well, you know, love you guys. Go get vaccinated if you can, if you feel like it, but you should. Um, you know, hope y'all yeah. stay healthy and hydrated. This episode was produced by us and edited by Daner Cole. Our theme music is the track Same by Ricky Ells. Be sure to check it out on all streaming platforms. For questions, comments, feedback, or topic suggestions, hit us up at queentonepod at gmail.com. Be sure to also check us out and follow on Instagram and Twitter at queentonepod. Thanks for listening.